I would have to think about it, but it's hard for me to think of an actor that fit a character so well. Just like absolutely, yeah. just completely. I'm not saying that there hasn't been like other, but I'm saying like Heath Ledger. I mean, come on. Oh, well, Heath Hugh Ledger Jackman. was. Yeah. Okay, but but. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome to the newest episode of Pulp Fiction, your favorite movie podcast. Uh, we are your hosts, Brandon Rabar, Jacob Crisip, and Rachel Jamison. This is the one where we talk about the best movie of the summer. I'm just going to say it right off the bat. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. I am pumped. Let's check out that trailer. Finally, here we go. Good evening, Peter. Oh. You have 576 possible web shooter combinations. That is awesome. <laughs> I can keep that suit? Yeah, doesn't fit me. So when's our next retreat? What, next mission? We'll call you. All right? It's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. We're not there yet. All right, good. Good luck out there. Hey, Peter. You coming tonight? I can tonight. I got the Stark internship. What's up, guys? Mr. Stark, here's my report for tonight. I stopped the Grand Theft Bicycle. Hey, could you do me a favor? Hold on to that. Does anybody fight? Oh, I helped this old lady and she bought me a churro. So, that was nice. I just feel like I could be doing more. Wait a minute. You guys aren't the real Avengers. Hulk gives it away. <laughs> New move I'm working on. Not bad. Oh, God, this feels so strange. Weapons are crazy dangerous. Listen, Peter, there are people who handle this sort of thing. Can't you just be a friendly neighborhood Spider Man? Let go of me! Let go of me! Action Spider Man. Parachute. The world's changing, boys. It's time we change, too. This is my chance to prove myself. We have a Spanish quiz. You gotta get better at this part of the job. I don't understand. Oh, I'm intimidating. Oh, hey, yes. My friends are there. Thank you, Jacob. This is Spider-Man Homecoming, my most anticipated movie of the last few years. Um, I am joined by Jacob, who is in the past has been a Spider-Man movie hater, <laughs> self-proclaimed, correct? Yeah, I'm hard on him. You are hard on him. Yep. You're very hard on him. <laughs> uh, and then Rachel, who's been a spider-man liker like if i'm a spider-man lover you'd be a, a spider-man liker right yeah. yeah 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 i think she likes uh garfunkel uh <laughs> i do like andrew garfield and so <laughs> but no i i liked the toby Maguire yeah. spot yeah. like i've i've seen yeah. all of them i'm a spider-man fan i just yeah. really i didn't grow up watching yeah. spider-man or reading the comics yeah, or anything but boy. i really like his i've always liked spider-man the personality of peter parker and all that so yeah, I'm a Spider-Man liker. Okay, so this is where we all stand on Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming is Marvel's kind of flagship superhero, the most popular superhero, the their their icon finally entering into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's felt empty. It really has. Having all these Marvel movies and Avengers movies without their most popular superhero just hasn't felt right. Wolverine, I know. <laughs> Wolverine, <laughs> but but that is true because but yeah. that both 
the X-Men and Spider-Man are yes. hugely missing oh, in the Avengers. Yes, absolutely. I mean, not so much the Avengers, but those Marvel movies. Actually, you know, I, I laughed at you, but you can make a very valid argument that before these Avengers movies came out or whatever, that, I mean, Spider-Man was always their number one. Wolverine may have been their number two most popular superhero. Um, I mean, it would be there with, with Hulk and Captain America uh, again, remember before these movies. Are we talking came movies, out. or are we talking about just characters? Just like characters. Um, I would agree with you. And yeah. the only reason I know that's because I saw something here a while back where they were showing a poll of uh, just favorite Marvel characters, right? And Spider Man blew everyone out oh, of the yeah. water. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, people kind of forget that. So it's great to see, and hopefully, Fox and Marvel can work something out eventually. I don't think it's going to happen because we're too far into, you know. The Marvel, you know, timeline and the Infinity War. I don't think we'll ever see the X Men. Why? In it. We just got a Spider Man in there. True. You never know. They can. If, you can if, watch your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Fox would work things out with Marvel, maybe they could figure it out. We could. That would be awesome. Oh, I really wish they would. Wolverine is a cool character. Oh yeah, in he is. The Infinity uh, Gauntlet. Uh, series. It would be awesome. It would be awesome. So um, all that said, Gauntlet is that right? Infi- yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Right. Uh, Infinity Wars. Infinity War is yeah. definitely correct. But, yeah. It's the know. gauntlet. Gauntlet? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, but we finally see Spider-Man come home. After three movies with Sam Raimi and uh, Tobey Maguire, then two movies with Andrew Garfield and, and Emma Stone as his co-star. Now we get Tom Holland, who we saw you know, premiere with Captain America Civil War last year and kind of stole the movie. Uh, Spider-Man and Ant-Man were the two characters that everybody was talking about after... Civil War, which is funny because the movie is based on Captain America and Iron Man, but those two sold the show. And so everybody was hyped on on Tom Holland, and it was cool for me as a Spider-Man fanboy. You know, after the Spider-Man 3 happened, you know, the first two Spider-Man happened, and everybody loved him, and then Spider-Man 3 happened, everybody soured on him. Then the Amazing Spider-Man came out, and people were like, this is good, but why reboot so soon? Then the Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out. It, it wasn't was so awful. hot. Yeah. It was it was the worst of all the Spider Man movies. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, the third one. Yeah, third it may be Spider Man three. Uh, yeah, he's dancing still, down the sidewalk, man. Yeah, <laughs> I still stand by the first two Spider Man and the Amazing <laughs> Spider Man were awesome. But now, all leading up to Spider Man entering into the Marvel universe, uh, you got Tom Holland as Spider Man. You got uh, Michael Keaton, the former Batman, as the Vulture. Uh, Marissa Tomei is Aunt May, of course. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark slash Iron Man, and then a bunch of other surprises. Uh, a lot of cameos, a lot of names and faces. A lot that of you new recognize. people. Yeah, there is, and mostly kids. But yeah. they were all good. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it's basically a, a John Hughes coming of age. Definitely felt movie. John Hughes. Yes. Yeah. Big time. Good call. I thought that in yeah. the movie theater. Yeah. It was. It was like a if, if John Hughes directed a Marvel movie. Yeah. Good this call. Is what this would be. We'll get to my feelings on it. Uh, I want to get to Jacobs here in a second as a Spider-Man. Sorry. Go ahead. John Watts. John Watts directed it. Did, we Did talk I not about say that? that? I don't know. I know you talked about know, some of the actors. Well, no. Uh, I'm glad you. So John Watts directed this, and I was a little scared because his only credit preceding this was this indie movie called cop car with uh kevin bacon mm-hmm. and it was a good movie i saw it but you would never see that it was such a small scale thing and think this dude can direct spider-man well he has done a bunch of indie movies you're right yeah well they just handed the keys to thor to 
Taika Waititi, who hasn't done any big That's movies true. either. So I don't know how Marvel does it. The people that head up Marvel just have an eye. They for know what it. they're doing. They, they they perfectly cast characters. They perfectly pick these directors. I mean, you're right. Edgar Wright really worked out for them. <laughs> <laughs> Which after seeing Baby Driver, I really yeah. would have liked to have seen the Edgar Wright Ant Man movie. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah, well. yeah that's true. Um, so, Rich, <laughs> let's get to yours. Since <laughs> since Jacob in the past has hated Spider-Man movies, I'm a huge fanboy. Let's get your uh, opinion first. But first, Rachel, will you describe the movie? Good call. <laughs> oh, will yeah, I tell describe? Tell everybody what this not is about. Phone. Oh, not on my phone. Well, <laughs> oh, it's about Peter fun. Parker, uh-huh. who we all know is Spider-Man. It comes in after the Avengers movie that we saw him in. And, uh, you know, he's really excited about knowing Tony Stark and being a part of the Avengers, even though he's not, but he's a, he's a go-getter, but he's kind of in the stage where he's just, uh, you know, doing the things, fixing some small, (laughs) he's, he's, uh, doing, he's like, save, he's giving old ladies directions across the street and he's stopping petty thefts, which are sometimes actual thefts and are some people just getting into their cars. So you know, he's an adolescent. He's 15 in this movie, and he's just kind of doing the side work. And um, that's where we pick up. And it's his story through that about how he discovers something big that's happening that is relevant. I think Marvel really dropped the ball. They could have named this Spider-Man doing the things. Doing the, doing the things. Spider-Man doing the things. That's that's part two. Okay, so what did you think of Spider-Man doing the things? I thought he did. I thought he did all the things really well. Uh I thought the whole movie was really good. It was a lot of fun. It was yes. one of the most fun experiences I've had in the theater in a long time. Yes. Um, it was, which is kind of special. I don't feel like I have fun in movies a lot. Like I see a lot of good movies, but there's not that I would describe as like fun. Like I right. really felt like I was yeah. a part of something and not yeah. just watching something. So I thought it was really good. The action scenes didn't bore me, which says a lot because I kind of hate action movies, yeah. but I didn't feel like they dragged them out too long and all of them moved the story forward. Yes. Um, the CGI was really good. Actually, it wasn't distracting a lot of times. I'll think that CGI in movies is really distracting and it'll pull me out of it, but I I really don't have any complaints about it. Tom Holland is perfect. Yes. The casting was perfect. I really enjoyed all the cameos. There's just so many cameos, which I'm sure where people are like, please just put me in Spider-Man. So they have like... <laughs> The, you have these feel like pretty event, well-known, right? pretty well-known character actors. Like they're not big, but you know who they are, and you've seen them. And you're like, oh, that guy. And they'll yeah. have like one line. Yeah. And I'm sure it's just because they really wanted to be in Spider-Man. But the whole thing was so much fun. I ten out of ten. Nice. Spoiler alert. Nice. Jacob, well, I'll do mine last because I'm a <laughs> fanboy and I'm going to gush a little bit, but. I know that you've hated Tobey Maguire in the past. I think that's been your biggest hang-up with, with the original Spider-Man movies. And uh, you, know, you don't even like to to give Andrew Garfield... Uh, you don't even like to say his real name when you're talking about him as Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, so coming into this, there's there's a little, uh, little baggage with you and your feelings <laughs> on the Spider-Man movies in the past. So... Walk us through your feelings on on this Spider-Man and how it compares to the previous ones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed it. I loved it, actually. I mean, like, and you know this because I called you immediately afterwards, which 
How many times since we've been doing this podcast have I called you after I left the yeah, movie theater? and it was the best phone call ever. <laughs> I, I wish I would have recorded it and just played it so I could play it on the yeah. No, it was all, I was seriously really excited. Brandon was just getting out of the shower, so he was talking to me naked. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I was. And so I, 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 I'm a little... Uh, so it was easy I, access? Well, I feel weird about saying I was excited. <laughs> I was so excited about his call. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, because... Yes, I'm very hard on the. <laughs> very tough on. Uh... <laughs> I was too, Jacob. I was too after that phone call. <laughs> I'm very tough on the not really the same Raimi movies, but I'm I'm very tough on Tobey Maguire. Yes, because because you hate him. Oh, he's just he's just infuriating. I don't like crying Spider Man. Uh, look, Andrew Garfield. Uh, Gar- uh, I've been doing it so long. I'm <laughs> screwing it up. Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. Wow. Now I just don't yeah, really Garfunkel. Garfunkel. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's fine. I just always thought he was kind of an emo Spider-Man and a little too hip for what I always thought Spider-Man was supposed to be. You know, no. I thought he kind of had a cool look to him because he's so kind of lanky. So that was kind of cool with like maybe some cartoon drawings I've seen over the years. But really, they just nailed this. They got everything right. Yeah. And, and that was the first thing I told you. I was just I was so jacked when I got out of the movie. Yeah. Because I mean, even. Starting the, in the by the way, we always spoil the internet Pulp Fiction, so just be ready for that. But out the gate, they start with the Spider Man music. Yes, it just set the tone. I'm you so just, happy about you that. Just felt good about that. You, I really uh, thought it was kind of cool how like and you always said Spider Man's a blue collar uh, hero, right? And we have a blue collar villain in this. Yeah, I think this is just a very blue collar story, right? To a certain extent, yeah. Um. And I really appreciated that. What I really loved about it was Tom Holland. I think they just got the casting oh, perfect. Perfect. It's a kid who's who. Yes, he's a smart. He's a smart kid, but he's naive. He's in over his head. He wants to, you know, get Tony Stark's approval. Right. He's doing the best he can. And this is where you say it's kind of a coming of age kind of story. And it, it, I totally thought of John Hughes while I was watching yeah. it. And it does kind of help that they had a lot of Ferris Bueller's Day Off stuff. They did. In there. Yeah, they did. Um, they did. That's yeah. true. Um, but it, it really felt like that. Like I really, I don't know. You're right about Marvel really hitting the nail on the head over yeah, and over again. And, they do. I mean, they just nailed it. And I love the imperfections of this movie. Yep. You know, we don't have Spider-Man swinging from everything possible. Yeah. He has to run a lot, which I love. That, that was so awesome. I loved. Yeah. I mean, whether yeah. it was in the neighborhoods or it was on the golf course, which is hilarious. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Like I just had a fun time. This is what Rachel said. There's, there's movies that you that you watch when you're in the theater and you know you're a part of something special. Yeah. I, I had a blast. This is what movies are supposed to be. Exactly. Um, these kinds of movies. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I just loved it. And good job, Marvel. I mean, they 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 deserve every you know praise that they've gotten so far. Yeah. I loved it. And this is what I want to see in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Well, so. that, that makes me really, really happy. <laughs> uh, of course, we talked about this right after you saw it. and. You being jacked got me jacked because I, you know, I really wanted you to wa- uh, to love it as much as I loved it. I've seen it twice now already. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, because I mean, it's Spider Man. Did you so. go with Rachel the second time? I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when when did y'all see it? By the way, was it at nighttime? Pretty yeah. Late? Okay. Yeah, it was late. That's why it was okay. ten forty five. Okay. So. Uh, but yeah, it was like you guys said. It was so much fun, and. My thing with Spider Man is because uh, I've been a Spider Man fan since I was five years old. Like, you look at any old pictures of me, I'm wearing a Spider Man shirt. I got a Spider Man, you know, uh, action figure with me that I've had forever. It, 
I'm just a spotty fanboy. Uh, you're a Star Wars fanboy. This is what I'm a fanboy of. And I liked the first two Spider-Man movies. Um, and I liked the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. You liked them. I, I did like them. And and I would even say... You I liked <laughs> That's the first time I ever heard you play that down. No, no. I, I only played down because <laughs> I love this one so much more. Yeah. But I did love those at the time. And, and I they will always have a special place in my heart and they got a lot of things right, but they didn't get everything right. Mm -hmm. This movie got everything right. And that was the biggest difference. When you're a fanboy of something, the biggest thing you want to see is for them to get your character, right? Um, you know, th there may be good or bad things in the story. There may be good or bad things in the acting, whatever, but you want to see them get the characters, right? And this between Tom Holland's portrayal and the way that they wrote Spider-Man, it was perfect. Everything that I, I fell in love with, Peter Parker and Spider-Man, in the comics and the in the cartoons growing up, they got exactly right. Like you said, blue-collar kid, he's smart, he's sweet, he really wants to do good, he really wants to help people, um, he's sensitive, but he's not a pushover, he's not, he's not a wuss. And he doesn't walk around crying all the time like, like <laughs> Tobey Maguire did. He's a, he's a strong kid. There was one part where I thought he might. So they, they they absolutely got everything right. And I did. I had so much fun. Spider-Man's always been the funny one, too. And he was so funny in this. And, and no previous movie uh, rendition ever got his, his humor right. And, and this one got it right. And the kind of funny he is, it's not like Tony Stark funny where he's popping off these Right, you know, right. Uh, right, like kind of cynical, smart -ass, sarcastic, yeah. no, it's kind like of an a innocent jackass. kid like this, the quick one-liners kind of jokes, like yes. the dumb kid remarks, but it's like, it's still pretty good. Well, right. I mean, the <laughs> whole thing starts with him just being a teenager and yeah. like <laughs> making his own like iMovie oh, of, that was, uh, so of awesome. everything with the Avengers where he was like, holy crap, this is happening. Yeah. And then he's got like... Hulk in the back, like yeah. Ant Man gets fitting. He's like, "Oh, he's big! I gotta go!" And he like sets the phone down. Yeah. What, what's so that cool about so that is that it separates him as a teenager from all those other actors. Right, right. It's right. like we know exactly who we're dealing with, yes. not someone who's being cast who's twenty five years old. Right, acting yes. like a teenager. Trying to play, exactly. Right. Yes, absolutely. And that was the thing. I loved that intro, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it was that, so good. It was perfect. I'm glad you brought that up because it really was, and it was cool to see it from her his perspective because we still saw that airport battle, you know, in Civil War, but we saw it from from. His perspective, he said they're making like a little movie. It was so great. It's exactly what you would expect a 15-year-old kid to do. Yes, exactly. And, you know, the other difference with Spider-Man, he brings a joy to it. You know, all these other heroes, they have like this They're adults. They're cynical. This, they've, they're been, cynical. they've lived right. life. They've seen a lot yeah. of things. And, and, and being a hero is kind of a burden and right. all those things. Right. He's just excited, joyful, wants to do good, wants to help. And it's just, it's so refreshing. You know, we've, we've seen all these, you know, we're all Marvel movie fans and right. they've done so many good movies but they have become kind of a little bit stagnant lately and i think that spider-man refreshed it like it gave it like a like a new spirit um this one in particular and then his character and i think that's what was so appealing about his character in civil war because there's so much like in fighting between the heroes yeah. and all this mm -hmm. uh you know kind of angsty stuff and he brought this and ant-man too brought this kind of joy this fun this this happiness to it that that wasn't there it's really really refreshing and to pair him with tony stark was is fun to me because they're kind of polar opposites of one another right 
but clearly, I mean, Peter Parker looks up to Tony Stark and Tony sees something in Peter. And so there's a mutual kind of respect right. there, even though he's kind of a dad figure to Peter. But like their senses of humor are kind of totally opposite from right. one another. Right. But it works but it really works, well. Especially yeah. on the boat scene. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. or I guess after the boat after scene. After the boat yes. scene. Yeah. Yeah. But we also see uh, Peter bring out kind of a, a part of, of Tony we've never seen before either, like relishing this kind of father figure and kind of bring, especially at the end, you kind of see some sweetness in Tony that we haven't really seen before. Yeah. Like like this this proud, hey, this is a good kid. Like, I don't know. It, you, we saw like a different little spark in, in Tony that we haven't seen in a while. And I'm a- should we drop the big spoiler at the end or just leave it? Are you, I, the spoilers. We okay. Can, we can, yeah, that was a great Bringing surprise. Bringing Gwyneth Paltrow back in. Yes. Oh, you can, uh, yeah. Yeah. To me, that, that's not that, the big spoiler. I mean, but that gives, else. that gives me hope of like, <laughs> maybe they're going to go to a little bit softer Tony because I do feel like the first Iron Man was really good and then they kind of made him a little bit too jaded. Like you have to walk a fine line with Iron no, Man. I, and so I know a lot I, of people who yeah. don't like Tony Stark these days. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm hoping that by putting Peter Parker in there and by bringing Gwyneth Paltrow back in, like Soften you can kind of see bit. his heart. Yeah. And that's been missing since the first Iron yeah, Man. I think sure. so that's hopeful that Iron Man will end up being better yeah. because of Spider-Man. Yeah. He just continuously builds things of destruction. Right. Like robots that want to kill the world. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Speaking of destruction, let's talk about it. So, so we all love Tom Holland. I mean, I don't think – I would have to think about it, but it's hard for me to think of an actor that fit a character so well. Just like absolutely yeah. just completely – I'm not saying that there hasn't been like other – but I'm saying like – Heath Ledger. I mean, come on. Oh, well, Heath Hugh Ledger Jackman. was – yeah. Okay, but but yeah, that's, I, well, yeah, I know what uh, he's saying but, though, like, like an established character that we all know and like have seen other renditions of – and a completely unknown actor, right? Who fits yeah. such an iconic character so well? Yeah. Like so, I don't know. I don't know Tom oh no, Holland's I range. And, and I don't know Tom Holland's range. He really might just be Spider Man. I don't know. Impossible. He was great in the Impossible. Oh, I did see the Impossible. Yeah, he's okay. Good in that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was, he's a good little actor. Actually. Yeah, he is. I'm mostly just oh, just playing devil's advocate. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but let's talk about Michael Keaton as, as the Vulture. Batman. Um, so what did you guys think of of the villain because a lot of people are saying that this is the best uh marvel villain besides loki like the best since loki or up there because if if there's one knock on the marvel movies people say it's that their villains aren't as strong yeah they're all cliche they all do the same thing they want to take over the world every movie yes exactly and there's always some big you know uh light beam at the end yeah. that's going a per- portal into a new world right. that the villain is creating or whatever. Right. But like you said earlier, this is a blue collar villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did you guys think of, of that? Yeah, I did like that it was a smaller scale altogether. Like he wasn't trying for world domination. He was just trying to get money by doing some awful things. Right. Um, He's kind of a little Walter White-ish, really. Yeah, he was, he was doing some bit. bad things to, to... For a good reason. For a good reason, a for his family. Quote-unquote yeah. good reason. Uh, but I, then he let I've, the power get to him a little bit. Of course, Michael Keaton is... I mean, he's Michael Keaton. He's amazing. And yeah. I thought that he did really good as, as Vulture. So I'm with you. I mean, it's Michael Keaton. He's a, I think he's a very good actor. I think he's become a very good seasoned actor. Yeah. And he's got a lot of range because I've watched the um, oh, the McDonald's movie a couple times The Founder. Now. The Founder. Yeah. And then, of course, you mix that in with Spotlight, uh, Spotlight and Birdman. Birdman. Yeah, it's and nice to see him. He's all over the map back. on, on, yeah. on yeah, characters. Yeah. And uh, he's great here. And this is the part where they've created a bad guy who has motive. 
Right. And you understand his motive. Uh, it's not so simple as I just want to take over the world and right. mass chaos. It's, hey, um, I'm going to screw over these guys who try to screw me over. Yep. Because he just, he was an honest man, an honest contract worker. Yeah. And now he's just going to go this route, which I thought was very creative too. And, you know, I guess provide for his family this way. Because you see that he, we there's a huge reveal yeah, regarding huge. all that, that, yeah. that, I did not see coming. Yeah, no, I at all. loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I was, I was completely shocked. I, I texted awesome. Brandon right in the middle of the, right after it happened because yeah. I couldn't even hold back. Yeah, I couldn't it was awesome. It. Um, but like, so I don't know if it's the best since Loki, but I mean, he's definitely up there. Right, yeah. And I appreciate that they gave him a story. Yeah. And they did a very good job. Like, just to, like, again, this movie got everything right. It did. It so did. I, I thought he was good. I mean, it was. It was a pretty simple story, really. It was, but but it was so good. And that scene that you're talking about, I think, was one of the best scenes in the movie where uh, oh. the reveal of who he's connected with and how it all goes down. Yep. Um, well, we do spoilers here. So he shows up. Uh, Spider-Man has a crush on this girl named Liz. You know, and probably everybody's wondering where Mary Jane or, or Gwen Stacy is, but he's crushing on a girl. This is early, early Spider-Man. He's crushing on a different girl. And he shows up at her house to pick her up for homecoming. And uh, Michael Keaton, the vulture, answers the door. It's his, it's his, or her dad. And then so that whole scene where he's supposed <laughs> uh, to just be taking pictures with her. And, uh, I mean, it's it's, awesome. it's really intense, but it's really funny too. That was it's great both, tension. It I mean, was the tension was tension. perfect, but it was also funny because he's like supposed to be smiling, and he just like hands over the boutonniere, <laughs> and he's like does this crooked smile. And then the scene afterwards where oh, the, car, the car scene the car and Michael Keaton's piecing it together. Did I spoil that at all for you? No. Okay, no, cool. you didn't cool. at all. Where Michael Keaton's piecing it together because the Liz girl, <laughs> uh, his daughter, is just kind of like a uh, diary of the mouth, like saying all these things that reveals to him. Oh, yeah. I was so Peter frustrated for him. I was like, yeah. shut up! Yeah. Shut up! Oh, <laughs> uh, that was good. But it was good. And you see like, like Michael Keaton turn from like, you know, goofy protective dad to, oh, so you're Spider-Man. Oh, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Like, it was awesome. Like That was so well done. I don't know if it's a great turn in acting, but yeah, you're right. You could see it in his facial expression. Yeah. Like I said, it was just that that 10, five or 10 minutes was great tension. It was. Great. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I get that very much in Marvel movies. No. Yeah. Not like I that anyway. Not like that. I agree. Yeah. And, it's, and it was good at the end that you saw that, like, he's not a bad guy. Like... In the other Spider-Mans, we saw Green Goblin, and there was really no, like, oh, well, you tried to save me, so I guess we're, like, pals now. Right. Like, they were still out to get him. Like, this, you see that Michael Keaton, he really is, like, a, I think he's a good man that has just gotten too crazy with power and yeah. money. Yeah, hey, yeah. So, uh, that's the Breaking Bad thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally yeah. Like Since you said that, that's, I mean, that's dead on. Yeah, it's totally a Walter uh, White Because situation. we, I, I do like that Spider-Man saved his life at the end yeah, of it yeah. and that he ends up just going to jail. You yes. know? Yeah. And then you kind of get a good feeling that he is not going to help out the little teaser that they had there. Yes. At the end. Yeah. You know, he still does have heart to him. Yeah. Which you was know? awesome. Which is what we do kind of like about Loki as well. Like Loki's right. vindictive, but he does got sometimes humanity. got humanity. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. That's so one of the great. stuff that we miss so much in action movies these days. Yeah. Absolutely. This was such a Something good combination. so simple. <laughs> yeah. Really. This is such a good combination of fun, entertaining, Humor, action, uh, intense drama, a cute little love story. Like, there is just so much going on mm-hmm. with this movie, and it, it just hit all the right notes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Breaking Bad, the new bad guy, which will be Scorpion. Right. The guy that we met in prison. Okay. Um, he was actually in Better Call Saul. 
And he is connected to characters that you know from Breaking Bad, but he himself was not in Breaking Bad. I think it was good that they had Michael Keaton as kind of a big name since somebody really knew Tom Holland. Like, you kind of want to have some big names mixed in there. Obviously, you have Tony Stark, which is right. big enough, but it's good to have a, a big name villain. But I think moving into the next one, having this actor that's not really well known be Scorpion, I feel like from what I've seen from him that he's going to be able to follow through. I didn't know that they, good announced, they announced that already. Well, they didn't announce it, but he... Uh... He's definitely going to be Scorpion because he's got a Scorpion tattoo also, on his neck. Also, if you look up his character name, well, it's Scorpion. Yeah, really? So, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't Scorpion. I mean, but they didn't announce that he's going to be the main villain of the second one or anything like that. But I'm just kind of assumption since they yeah. introduced him. Is Scorpion a part of Sinister Six? Depends on which rendition of Sinister Six uh, there is. Okay. Uh, but he has been a part of a Sinister Six. Um, I honestly can't remember. if I don't think he was a part of the original Sinister Six. But they could very really easily put him into the Sinister Six. When they do the Venom movie, which Tom Hardy's going to be Venom, which is right. pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Even though he looks like the wrong size for Venom, but whatever. Yeah. Um, is it going to be Sony or Marvel making this movie? I think it's Sony, it is, isn't it? it? It's going to yeah. be Sony, and there has been conflicted reports about whether or not it's going to be connected. I think that... Sony wants it to be connected, but, <laughs> but they don't want to give up rights to but, it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I don't know. There's conflicting reports. Some people say it's going to be connected. Some people say it's not. That going sounds to. like a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, Tom Holland will be in that, right? You can't really have a Venom movie without Spider-Man, right? But he can't I, if they. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're going to do. Like again, it's a conflicting report. And if Carnage is in there, which I believe he's going to be, right? How is it not rated R? Yeah, I don't know how they would have Carnage without it being rated R. And like you said, I don't know how they make a Venom movie without Spider-Man being in yeah. it. I've always thought Venom and Carnage were some of the coolest bad guys. Like, yeah. oh, that's they're awesome. I've always, I think that's why I'm so hard on Spider-Man is because there's some really cool characters oh, in this they universe. Do. Yeah. And they just, I feel is. like they botched so much of yeah. it. Yeah, there are some um, great characters. You know, they, they did get Dr. Octopus right. They did. They did. And But I mean... There's some really cool villains, and yeah, I've just is. been waiting for them for a while. And yeah, he's got a great Rose Gallery. Curious, yeah, they yeah, would have put yeah, it. So, he does. that's so. What was the other bad guy you were going to talk about? No, Sam. Carnage. Venom. No, Scorpion. Scorpion. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I do you want to talk about <laughs> not all... the the, hand, the the no not shocker the shocker. shocker. Yeah, I do want to talk about all the. Yeah. Um... I'm glad how they handled that. So what? I do want to talk about all the cameos and good smaller roles. And yeah. there's a lot of big names that we haven't even talked about yet. Captain America was the be- was a pretty good. One. Oh my oh, gosh! Especially t- at the end. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> every every scene with Captain America was so awesome. I loved uh, when uh, Hannibal Burris, the gym teacher, when, <laughs> yeah. when he plays it during the gym class, he's like. Uh, your gym, my friend, your gym teacher, and he like points to the right to introduce it, and he's on the left side of it. That was so funny to me. There was this part. That's just part of where the comedy was so good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Captain yeah, America has never been this and, funny. And this even, was the funniest Captain America has ever been. And even the line like, "So your Seriously. body's going through some changes." <laughs> I know about that. Yeah. It was just a short line before it cut to something yeah. else, and it was so good. Yeah. Well, and those were perfect with the stinger at the end. Yeah, I mean that was yeah. So you're let me talk about patience. Yeah, then. I think it was <laughs> the best was, in credits scene there's ever that's been. That's definitely one of the better ones. Yeah, for sure. yeah. I agree. Um, what else were the cameos? I want to mention Donald Glover. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that, was that a little off, that caught me off guard a little bit. Yeah, I like that they put Donald Glover in there just because for a long time there was rumors about Spider-Man and people wanted Donald Glover to be Spider-Man, yeah. and then there was a weird backlash yep. about having a black Spider-Man. Yep. Well, what's so the character's name? Miles. Well, he, he's going to be the uncle of Miles Morales, right? right. Which 
Uh, did you know? Did you catch this? No, I'm not okay. a Miles Morales fan because this is like post. This is kind of like New Age Spider Man, like 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 2000 Spider Man. Basically, long story short, what happens is uh, Peter Parker uh, basically goes missing. And there's this character named Miles Morales who basically takes over as Spider-Man for a while. Oh, that storyline. Okay. And then basically, so when Donald Glover dropped the nugget of, I have a nephew that lives in this neighborhood. I yep. don't want these weapons to be around him. His nephew will be Miles Morales. Yep. Gotcha. Now, I don't know if that's just a wink to the fans. Like, hey, we got you. Those that like Miles Morales. Or if they do plan on introducing him in the future, I don't know. Maybe that's their way of if we lose Tom Holland, we've got to back up. Right. Wait, yeah, well, like they, that's a way to continue on the Spider-Man story right, right. without yeah. doing actual Spider-Man. And they can make it more diversified and things like right. that. So, yeah. And then, you know, a lot of people are fans of the the idea of Miles Morales as Spider-Man. But, right. Um, eh. I just want to bring up that Don Glover was in it because I'm a Don Glover <laughs> Well, fan. and that scene was – the interrogation scene was the inter- hilarious. It was. That was. You're a criminal. Yeah. I'll wear off in two hours. You deserve that. You're a criminal. That was, that was so funny to me. <laughs> uh, he did really well with that. Even <clears throat> I thought I really liked uh, Stan Lee's cameo this time. Yeah, it was, it was cute. Yeah, it was. Um, the guy that the shocker guy uh-huh. uh, was in Fargo. Yeah, uh, uh, Woodbine. His name is Bukim. Woodbine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, and he was great. Fargo season two, he was the villain. He was the best part of Fargo he season was. two. And uh, he yeah. He was really good oh, in this He was really well. good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I recognize him from all kinds of things, but I can't think of what movies they are. Yeah. Uh, I also want to mention Martin Starr as the teacher. I'm a big <laughs> Martin Starr fan, weirdly. Oh, yeah. He was like the happiest was, I've ever seen I him know. in any yeah. It was so yeah. good. I was, yeah. I was so... The, I didn't know Martin Starr was in it. Most other people I knew were in it, but... I don't like, want to lose a kid on a trip. Not, Not again. again. That was so funny. <laughs> that was a great delivery. Bukim Woodbine. I know him from Ray. He's really good in that. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Right that's on. true, too. Yeah. I did not know that Jennifer Connelly was the suit lady. Uh, I didn't know that till afterwards. I, I didn't know that till afterwards as well, which was cool. Yeah. So I knew it the second time around, but I didn't know it the first time. Um, I do like Ned. Yeah. I yeah, thought, we didn't talk about Ned The guy yet. in the chair. Yeah. Jacob. Thought, uh, yeah. Jacob. Uh, Battleon? Yeah, which I'd never seen him before, nope. but but I think he was. Uh, I thought he was fun. And they funny. say he's a combination of friends of of Peter Parker in the comic books, right? Just kind of like a what do they call it a guy in the chair amalgamation. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for An of, of a few of different words. You're the Spider Man from YouTube. I'm not. On the ceiling. What was it, Ned? What are you doing in my room? Well, let me in. You said we're gonna finish a Death Star. She doesn't know. Nobody knows. Well, I mean, Mr. Stark knows because he made my suit, but that's it. Well, Tony Stark made you that. Are you an Avenger? Yeah, basically. Dude, you can't tell anybody about this. You gotta keep it a secret. Well, secret? Why? Because you know what she's like. If she finds out people try and kill me every single night, she's not gonna let me do this anymore. Okay, 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 okay. I'll level with you. I don't think I can keep this a secret. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I can't believe this is happening right now. But yeah, he was he was a good sidekick. He was. Yeah. Um, a couple of other people who we haven't really talked about. Tony uh, Revolori, who who is Flash. Flash mm-hmm. is a character that we see. Uh, I mean, he's the one of the big white bullies. He's always a bully. Yeah. Uh, and in yeah. um, the first, in the Sam Raimi movies. And this, they said, you know, the bully can take all kinds of forms, I guess. So that's why it works. That's why it right. works. Right. And in this day and age where kids are just different than how they used to be. Right. Um, so, well, Tony uh, Revolori, he's, he's also the kid who's in um, oh, the Wes Anderson movie. Um, 
the Grand Budapest Hotel. That's how I knew him. I knew I knew him. He's in he's in that. He's also in Dope, but we know him more from Grand Budapest. Uh, and then also, I mean, I really like to bring up John Favre when I can because yeah. I've always been a big fan of his uh, since Swingers, and he had a bigger part than we've seen him in quite a while. Really, probably since the first Iron Man, maybe yeah, or any of the Iron Mans. But he was really funny in this, and also kind of served as a kind of a dad kind of role. He did, yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed that aspect of it too. Yeah, and um, I feel like we should at least bring up Michelle. Well, and That's that was the other big bombshell. Be a big thing. I mean, yeah. we talked about a couple different twists with a. Uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow showing back up, and then you know the the Liz uh, Vulture right. dynamic, but dropping the bomb that she was MJ because everybody was curious who her character because was because her name should be Mary Jane, right. not Michelle. Anything? Yeah, exactly. I honestly thought she was going to be some kind of a spy for Tony. The way she kept showing up and spying on Peter Parker. Oh, uh, really? Like. Yeah. So I couldn't figure out what her angle was. Yeah. I knew something was up. I thought she was just there to represent the young feminists demographic. <laughs> I mean, I did. Yeah. I really thought yeah. that's why she was there. I didn't dislike her or anything, but I so, I thought that was just the role that she was going to play. In so this she scene. is going to be MJ? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's what they meant by... Okay. Definitely they call me MJ. They yeah. call me MJ. Definitely what they meant. Uh and it was a cool little twist. I, I thought it was a cool twist. Yeah, this whole time we've too. seen Mary Jane, we didn't know it. I mean, definitely, definitely a diversion from from the origin story. I mean, she's not white. She doesn't have red hair. Uh, I'm fine with that, though. I do wonder if they dye her hair red. Just yeah, cause, just because just because they can, and it's an iconic thing. But you obviously that would have given away right in this one because you kept waiting for somebody with red right. hair to show up, yeah. or at least I did. Um, uh, oh, I was for sure. I was looking out for that or a blonde. Right. Yeah. So yeah, to be Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I just stay away from all that. But let's talk about all the Star Wars stuff in there. There was a lot of Star Holy Wars cow. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I. It's like man, they were really kind of having a in a love affair with their Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Now that they can. Yeah. You know, it was all over. Yeah. The they, it was. Well, but it makes sense for Peter Parker's character too. Yeah. I mean, he's a nerdy, smart kid. I mean, it would make sense that he loves Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, uh, there are Easter eggs all over this movie, like yeah. crazy, uh, including the the. Uh, I, I wrote down Terminator head, but it was actually uh, a head to one of the robots, the Tony Stark robots from, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Ultron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where it rolls out, and he's yeah. like, "That's that's awesome." That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> he's like going through to try to find such a help, but his like throwaway comment. That's awesome. <laughs> so I had mentioned to you, I, I didn't do it while we were recording, but I had mentioned to you that there was one thing I didn't like, but they resolved it later. Mm-hmm. And it was basically that when they discovered that his suit can do so much more, and it turns into like honestly this Iron Man suit. Yeah, I, and that, I was like, I one hundred percent we're going to have a techie Spider Man. Which I did a little bit of research, and from what I understand, that he, I don't know if he had a suit that could do it, but he could do all different kinds of you know web slinging and things like that. He can do all kinds of web slinging, um, but it's not because of a suit. It's it, it it's, got so far out there, even with having Jennifer Connelly as the voice. I mean, it's like, well, that's why we have Iron Man. Right. It's not what we have Spider-Man yes. for. Yes. And I was a little disappointed in that. I mean, I don't know why. I just was. I so agree when it was you. taken away from him. Yes. I was like, uh, wait. And actually, it even went back to like his old, old costume. Yeah, it did. It did. I, I thought, okay, very cool. Very cool. Because it yeah. gave it more heart. He had to learn a lesson from it. Right. But, I don't, but I'm a little nervous about bringing it back. I'm really nervous. Actually, so that's that so funny. You? Oh, yeah. That okay. was actually, that's so funny. It's the only thing that bothered me at all. And I was okay with it because I because he took it away and the whole lesson. You right. Know, the, they, they've proven that he is Spider-Man. Right. With or without he the suit, that's the suit. who he is. Right. 
but it it will give him so much more capability with that kind of suit. Yeah, so I, I was okay it. with I, it. I, but I don't want it because it's not Spider-Man. Like it's, and I actually Come on, the, the intimidation whole... mode was really good. Oh, it was funny. Oh, I'm glad it. you brought that up. Uh, I laughed. I think I was yeah. a lot, the hardest I laughed in that yeah. that, that was so funny. And the insta-kill. No, no, no. no Stop it anybody. with the insta-kill. Karen. <laughs> uh, I mean, it provided a lot of laughs. But I agree that it, it's it's basically like a Tony Stark uh, Iron Man type suit. Not, I don't. I don't want to see that. I want to see just his regular suit. What What it does also, like you know, there's a lot of one on one. I don't know one on one's the right way to put it, but there's a lot of alone time for him. He's on top of buildings by right. himself. Yeah. Right. So this allows for dialogue. It allowed for and, dialogue, and it allowed for a lot of like the. There's no a lot of the unbelievability of like how would he possibly find these people? I think in Avengers movies you can use Tony Stark for that kind of stuff, and you don't need to see it from Superman mm-hmm. or from Spider Man. Mm-hmm. But I think in this one, it was really helpful in moving the story in a more logical way to me, at least. It, I, it, it worked. It, it, ended it up worked. Working. It definitely worked in this particular movie, but I. Plus, hope that they don't. without that, we couldn't have the new with great power comes great responsibility, which is if mm-hmm. you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve it. Right. right. So no, I agree. I have no problems with it within this in a vacuum in this movie. I thought it was great in this movie, and I think it was perfect. This movie was a 10 out of 10 to me. Uh, but I do hope going forward, I I, I would like to see less of that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine that that's going to be the case when he actually becomes but i don't think we're going to see him in the full-on suit until he becomes an avenger which will probably be three three or two other standalone spider-man right. movies from now so. which i also love, i'm really glad that he turned down you know the opportunity to become an avenger right because he wanted to stay you know stay the blue collar helping out the little guy that really surprised me it didn't me because I know Spider Man. You know, you know. What I was actually, I was, I was thinking they might show in this movie. I, and then for a second, I, I thought it was going to happen at the beginning. Uh, all right, so they showed the uh, the water tower, and where he was kind of like bored at the beginning of it, and that rusty old water tower. Mm-hmm. That I'm pretty sure. I mean, it looks like the exact same water tower that's in uh, Daredevil. I really oh. thought we were going to huh. start introducing some of the oh. some of the Daredevil uh, Jessica Jones characters right. in this movie. Um, and I thought that's when it would happen was when that water tower. Showed yeah. Up. Now, I don't know how close Brooklyn is to uh, actually isn't Hell's to Kitchen Queens. in Brooklyn. Oh, wait. Brooklyn is to Queens. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, would think, I think they're, they're right close to each other. I think they're close. Yeah. I just thought there's a chance that could happen. True. Because yeah. I keep hoping for the Infinity Series that, that those characters are going to pop TV up. Ones. Yeah. Because they'll be really easy to kill off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, true. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I was you really need to kill some people that. off. And the, those would be the perfect ones to choose to kill. Yeah, off. I mean, <laughs> sorry seriously. about your series. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we really haven't talked about any of the action sequences in this movie. Yeah, we haven't talked about the Washington Monument part. I love that uh, the big fight at the end, and I know I'm missing the ferry. Uh, the ferry. Yeah. 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 yeah, which there's some other other ones in there, like say where he's on the back of the van trying right. to chase those guys down, but which was fun. But it was those are pretty big. They were. Like, they were the, big they were set all, pieces. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I think that my favorite of those was the the ferry, especially for what happened after that. It it definitely showed that he screwed up kind of, right. and that's where I was glad that Tony Stark got on to him and whatnot. Right. I loved how he tried. I loved the effort. Like with look, and we've seen him do this before with the train in Spider Man Two. Spider Man mm-hmm. Two. Yeah. Where he uses his webs to either save the if save from massive destruction right. or die right. lives. Right. And I thought it was pretty cool how they did it. You know, him spinning all over the place. I That's one that. fun thing about Spider-Man yes. is how he moves. That's yes. one of the, I think one of the, even as a 
as an artist, I always appreciated was how they could contort his body. Yeah. You know, just some cool moves. And they were doing that in this sequence in particular. Right. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. No, I lo- it, that was my favorite set piece as well was the fairy. And for the exact same reasons that you said. So to pick another one, I will talk about the Washington Monument a little bit just because Rachel and I talked about it, especially because we saw it uh, when I saw it the second time we watched it in XD, 3D, which I didn't the first time. And like when he's at the very top it's of my car, it's wracking, man. Pretty good. And yeah. Did you all watch it in 3D by chance? The, the second time we did, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it worked pretty it was, well. <laughs> it really worked really well. The 3D worked really, really yeah, well Yeah, it made that. me uneasy. Yeah. And that doesn't happen much for me in, yeah. in 3D movies or any yeah. movies, but... Yeah, that thing is really high. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, but but it also showed that I liked um, cuz I've been to the Washington Monument and and I mean it is tall. And so it was cool to see, you know, Spider-Man crawling up such a historic uh huge and 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 how, you know, I think in our heads we think superhero like, oh, he's going to be up there and it's it's like this is freaking tall and yeah. like it takes him a while <laughs> to get up there, right. which is really cool. And we also, you know, we haven't talked about like he's He's so new to being Spider-Man. He's still figuring out his power. He doesn't know how strong he is. He doesn't know really what he's capable of. He's he's learning. It's like anything else. If you're a football player, basketball player, you may have all these raw this raw talent, but you have to, you know, refine your skills right. and really, you know, which is why they had the training wheel protocol right? and the yeah. baby monitor. Yeah, that was so funny too. <laughs> that's but yeah. that's also why I love the running so much. Right. Uh, which I I mentioned Ferris Bueller's, but what I'm talking about is when he's running through the backyards and he yeah. scares the kids in the tent. Right. I always thought about that. that. If he takes Spider Man yeah. out of a majorly populated city, then like he can't swing on anything. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing yeah. to shoot. I think that's a running joke uh, that I've heard too. Is that like sometimes he would swing from. Nothing, and they would just joke that there's a helicopter above him or something. Yeah. Right, right. How's he able to do it from right. such a high? I love yeah. that he was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to actually run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really, the last one was when he and, and um, the Vulture had like their big, yeah. you know, yeah. battle, if you want to call it that. Right. And, and that's where it was so nice compared to all the other Marvel movies because it was just the two of them. Yes, one-on-one. On one. On, one-on-one on a plane. Yeah. No lasers coming from the sky. Right. And, and, uh, you know, it was pretty intense. It was fun. And, and yeah. as much technology as Volter had, like, that's that's a pretty good match. Like, uh, mm-hmm. he's not super powerful. He's not a super villain or anything like that. Right. And we have a young Spider-Man who's still learning his power. So I thought it was a really interesting match yeah, to watch them was. against each other. It's not like when you see, you know, the Hulk punch Thor and he flies, you know, halfway right. around the planet. Right. You know, it's it just seems so much more practical, which is what was always so good about action movies in the 70s, 80s, and some of the 90s. Yeah. It just wasn't far-fetched. Yeah. Right. And it's another thing I like about Spider-Man, Outside too. of the fact that it was far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man can actually be hurt. Like, I mean, he's really, really strong, and he's agile. He's, he's, he's got great powers, but he can't actually be hurt. Like, when you see Thor and Hulk fight, there's no real I mean, Thor's danger. a god. Right. At what are you going to do? At the end of the first Avengers, they were pretty banged up, you know? True. Um, yeah. But you're, but you're right. They they rarely have bruises on them. Right. Yeah. So it's again like seeing that fight and like you know the one on one. Listen, this movie is awesome. You've got to go see it. <laughs> I mean the the reviews, the critics love it. Uh, the audiences have loved it. It's making a lot of money at the box office. If if you I had loved been, it. Yeah, even Jacob, a uh, uh, Spidey movie naysayer, loved it. Uh, so, uh, just highly, highly recommend. If you haven't seen it, you got to go see. It. If there's any sort of doubt because it's a third reboot or a second reboot, uh, go out and see Spider-Man: Homecoming. I put it up there with Batman 
The Dark Knight. That's awesome. And Guardians of the Galaxy. That's that's a big big statement from you. <laughs> I mean, it's my new number one. But I mean, I I think we saw that coming. It's my new number one favorite superhero movie. But what I love does is that bump your old number one to number two because it's also Spider Man, or does that bump it to like six? <laughs> There's the real question, yeah, right? Yeah, I'll have to come up with my list now. I need to come up with my list now. But what I like though is it's not just me. It's not just me as a Spidey fanboy saying that. I mean, there's a lot of people saying. I haven't this talked is to anybody for, that didn't like it. Yeah, that didn't love it. Yeah, like rave. That, that about are saying it. that it's one of the best superhero like, movies. Like you have of all to time. see it. Everybody said you have to see it. Not yeah. just like, oh yeah, it's good. Yeah. Like yeah. they're passionate that everybody sees Spider Man because right. it's yeah. that good. I do want to ask one question real quick because I agree with this. Wrap this up. But you got to see it on opening night. I think mm-hmm. at midnight even. Right. Yeah. Crowded. Oh, it was packed. Yeah, it was sold out. People cheering and all that yep. stuff. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, was it like that for yours? Well, I went on uh, Sunday afternoon oh, okay. on the opening weekend, and it wasn't a full theater, but it was full. But no, not really. Yeah. And I would think by the time y'all went, that yeah, it was well, and we went to a, a late showing. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. ten forty-five on a Wednesday night. Yeah. That's uh, always one of the fun things about going to those opening weekends. Yeah, it is. Oh, oh yeah, there are people something like this of this yeah, caliber. There were people dressed up. Actually, one couple were in full Spider-Man. Both. Uh, male and female were dressed up in Spider-Man and they actually had the mask on and they kept it on while they watched the movie because I was curious. <laughs> that is some commitment. I know. I know. Uh, so yeah, it was people cheering and everything. It was it was awesome. I I, I loved it. Cool. I loved everything. I'm going to watch it right now. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is this has been a great year. I think we've all kind of grown a little bit weary of, of comic book superhero movies, but this has been an incredible year so far for superhero movies. Spider-Man Homecoming, Wonder Woman, Guardians Galaxy 2, and Logan. Uh, it's been it's really... It's been awesome. And it, honestly, movies in general. It's 2017 it's been has been a great yeah, year. it really has. I have 10 movies right now that could easily fit into my movie list last year. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Easily. I agree. I agree. Um, okay, so... Maybe five movies. Go see Spider-Man Homecoming is the moral of the story. But now, let's get to the part of the show where we talk about what we've been watching lately. It could be movies, TV, trailers, whatever. Rachel, I'm going to shoot it to you first. What have you been watching lately? I've been watching a lot of TV lately. Um, so I want to bring up HBO, The Defiant Ones. It's a little mini series that they've done. And, of course, it's HBO, so that means it's made well. Uh, but it's kind of the story of this producer named Jimmy Iovine, which it, he's huge. I mean, I should have known who he was previous to this, but I didn't. Um, but he's behind everybody through the years from like the Rolling Stones to Lady Gaga to Dr. Dre. Like he's behind some That's huge. Yeah, he was in yeah, a relationship with Stevie Nicks and produced her album or, or engineered her album, her first solo album. Like he was in a relationship with. Her? Yes, he was in a relationship with her Lucky. for a long time. Um, <laughs> so he's she? really fascinating. Yeah. And the reason why I like him is. He's a defiant one because he left school and then accomplished all of these things. Kind of, and, and he kind of just goes against the grain of a lot of things. But he does seem like a genuinely good guy that has his artist's best interest in mind and not his own wealth, which is n- a nice change. And so this is a documentary? It's a miniseries documentary, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's like a first person. Like, they're telling the story. Cool. And because he's helped Dre, you kind of see a lot of the stuff that you saw straight out of Compton, like Dr. Dre's background and... Mm-hmm. You know, if you followed Dr. Dre, you, you've seen a lot of this footage that they've had before, but it's kind of him telling the story. Uh, There's a lot of musicians. Dr. Dre here. telling the story. Yeah. I mean, his, his own story and how he met Jimmy. Like it all t- ties they, together like, at some point about the guy. Like, did they? Oh, like yeah. The guy? Okay. Yeah. Everybody. Cool. Likes I mean, I'm the, seeing I mean, Springsteen, Bono. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of she musicians was, in here. Like, is there pretty big, good music big. throughout it? 
Oh, I yeah. Mean, it the best. Pretty easy. The best. It's an easy question, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. No, it's mostly ace of base. Yeah. And like <laughs> Hey, I saw the sign, man. Um, it's cool. <laughs> so like the the last thing I want to say about it is there was one point where Dre's just they're talking about how comfortable he is in the studio and that's where he shines is mixing. Obviously, that's right. what he's always done. Um but he's just kind of messing around. He has I don't remember what song it was, but it's like an old you forget, song you from forgot like, about Dre? <laughs> I forgot about Dre. <laughs> it's like an old 60s song, like Sopranos or something. Like, no, it's probably the Supremes. The Supremes. Or some, Did you say it, Sopranos? No. <laughs> <laughs> the Supremes are somebody, like a group right. like that, and he has all of the tracks broken up where he's kind of just <laughs> me- mixing it himself. Chills, dude. Like, really? That guy is That's awesome. amazing. Like, we and don't I'll, get enough Dr. Dre music, which I don't think we do. Right. I don't think we do. But it kind of follows, like, where he fell off because... Dre kind of disappeared for a while yeah. and like all of that stuff, but it was really interesting that's and it's cool. really well done because it's HBO. So um, they rain, they're about an hour. There's one that's like an hour 23 and I think all of them are like just over an hour for the most part, yeah, okay. maybe an hour three, an cool. hour six, something like nice. that. Very cool. Um, so I watched that. Uh, the Netflix series glow is awesome. It's, it's so good. It's kind of watch the new it. buzz Netflix it show. Is. It is, you know, they release so much stuff, uh, but glow got a significant amount of buzz. So I was like, yeah, let's check yeah, it they out. They were pimping it all over the place. Uh, it's good though. It really uh, is. I good. loved and, it. It's, hey, it's, look at the personal and professional lives of a group of women who perform in wrestling, who perform for a wrestling organization in Los Angeles. The gorgeous yeah. ladies of wrestling, which was a real thing. I watched it growing up. Um, I, I know all about really? it. Yeah. I watched so it it's like a, <laughs> well, it kind of became like a children's entertainment because it was so campy yeah. and outlandish. And it was like, it was like the fake part of wrestling, but on steroids, like yes. so incredibly yes. fake and poorly acted. Yeah. And even their wrestling moves, not great. Like right. sufficient, but it was all about the entertainment. It was actually, all about so. the entertainment. These and pictures are outlandish on IMDb. Oh, they're amazing. So it's kind of loosely based on that. I did watch a documentary about the actual Ladies yeah. of Glow that's on yeah. Netflix after I watched that. And so, so it's uh, it's loosely based on that. But Mark Marin is amazing in it. I've been a Mark Marin fan for a while. And this is the role is perfect for him because he's basically Mark yeah. Marin. Yeah, um, whole, a whole show full of women and you pick out Mark Marin. Well, I was going to miss <laughs> Alison Brie. Alison Brie is who, great too. She's really good. I like Alison Brie a lot. Uh, from Community and Mad Men. Yes. For those who don't know. It's created by Jinji Cohen who did Weed. She did Orange is the New Black. Um, and mm-hmm. This I, is way better than It is better than shows. both of those. I feel like she always struggles with her main characters. She kind of went the opposite way with this one where I feel like they start out likable and then get really, really unlikable. I feel like she did the opposite with this one. She was kind of annoying to start with. Yep. And I end up actually like sure. you as her character builds, you kind of see more of her heart and where For she's sure. coming from and why she's annoying and the way that she's annoying. And then I liked her a lot more after that. Yeah. So I mean, the average um, rating on here is like 8.5. to yeah. eight, I mean, it was pretty high. It's it was good. awesome, dude. It's really it's, good. It's up there with right under Westworld. And maybe I may have liked it more than Stranger Things. I don't know. Westworld. Are we talking about just? Wait, what? I'm talking about new shows, like okay. shows from like like shows that premiered in the past year. Mm-hmm. Like it's up there with Westworld and Stranger Things for mm-hmm. me. The uh, oh yeah, you didn't like Westworld, did you? Ah, that was pretentious. Well, Glow is not pretentious. It's not pretentious at, at all. <laughs> no, it's not even kind of the same type of show. Yeah, completely no, Glow is type of awesome. Show. I couldn't recommend it higher. While she's looking, guess what else starts this weekend? Game of Thrones season seven. I cannot wait. I am so freaking excited. 
It's such cool. a good time to be alive. No, nah, nah, <laughs> I know, right? The trailer, the second trailer just dropped. I haven't watched, I've only watched the first trailer once, and I haven't seen anything else since then. I watched the first 10 seconds of the first trailer just to get a feel, and then I had to stop. I, I can't do it. I can't do spoilers. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't watched any of the previews. I haven't looked at anything. So, I haven't read John anything. John Snow dies. <laughs> I can't. I guess, I guess that's basically all I've watched that I need to talk about, at least. Uh, Jacob, what have you been watching lately? Well, as always, too many movies. I'm going to try and stick to just the ones from 2017. And there's one in particular I want to start with, which is Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Did you like it? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I was in, bet- I was in the middle. Did. I, I kind of liked it. There were a lot of flaws, but it was fun. Well, okay. So the story of Kong Skull Island. Here's the thing. They tried... They try to do something different, and I appreciate that. They did. The idea of Kong Skull Island is that now it's set right after or around Vietnam. Right. And we have a, a Brie Larson playing our Jane. Wait, is her name Jane? That's, that's Tarzan. I was to say. I was say <laughs> is it Jane also in the King Kong movies? I can't remember what the key, Here, I'll look it up. I cannot remember what the... I don't think it's Jane. Okay. So we have Brie Larson, though, playing our, our woman character who, you know, traditionally... <laughs> Uh, King Kong kidnaps her and they have to go, you know, run and chase her down and then get off the island and then, of course, find a way to bring King Kong back to New York City. Right. And that is that's not this story. They chose to keep it within this Vietnam time frame. I don't really remember. They're on this island because they think something is suspicious about it. And our John Goodman character has kind of convinced the government to fund him to go you know, figure out what it is. What, right. Because he's an explorer of some kind, but there's something really off about it. And then you bring in all the military type characters uh, of being, all of who are led by Samuel Jackson. Um, Whose character was stupid. Uh-huh. Sorry. And, no, no, you're fine. Yeah. And then we have to have our Tom Hiddleston character who is the, kind of like the uh, the Adrian Brody. Yeah. The, um, the good guy. The, yeah. The, the heroine. And the one who saves uh, everyone when they're in trouble. Yeah. You have a comic relief who's John C. Riley. I mean, really, there's quite a bit of people in this movie. I did like John C. Riley. He kind of seemed like he was in a different movie than everybody else. But yeah, he, no he, But he was funny. He, he really didn't fit the movie, the tone or anything like that. No, I like that he was at least entertaining. Um, it's kind of speaking of uh, Straight Outta Compton, we had two, char- two actors from that movie. We had Corey Hawkins. And Jason Mitchell. Jason Mitchell was the one who played the Easy E. Yeah, he was and great. Corey Hawkins was Dr. Dre. Yeah, and he was kind of dorky in this movie. Easy E. I really just like uh, Jason Mitchell as an actor. Yeah, he's good. I, there's something yeah. about him. I just, I just like his charisma. Yeah. So, anyway, the idea of the story is they're going to go in, they're going to explore, and then you know, King Kong just does all his destruction of these, you know, these Vietnam helicopters. And that gives Samuel Jackson motive to hunt him down. Yeah. And it's just, you know. You ever watch those movies and one, you know they wanted to make this 3D. That was one yeah. of the things they had in mind yeah. when they were filming it. Yeah. There's so much neon green in this. Um, it was kind of cool. Um, I would have liked to have seen this in 3D, to be honest with you. Um, that doesn't mean the movie was any better. Oh, and of course, one great thing about the King Kong movie is that, hey, you can bring dinosaurs into it. Yeah. And we don't have dinosaurs in this, but it's some kind of a dinosaur type character it was a weird it's, it's an excuse to kill something really sure. big and have you know just chaotic fights between which King i do Kong like and... seeing big monsters fight i'm a sucker for it sure sure i get it i get it i mean and look this is all going to tie into the godzilla stuff and 
and Mothma and all that stuff down the road. But it it started out okay. And like I said, I applauded the effort. And then it just got dumb. Samuel Jackson's motivations were dumb. People's decisions were stupid. Yeah, I, that's, I and, agree. And, and, you know, surprise, yeah. surprise, it goes down that road. Yeah. Um, all I, the human stuff was was stupid. Yeah. Like they complete, that's what messed the movie up. Yeah. The Kong stuff was great. The Kong stuff was pretty cool. Yeah. and But, I mean, it really, he was pretty simple. He wasn't as... Oh, there's a there's something that Peter Jackson did in the King Kong remake where he made him. Well, I mean, he's probably like this in the original, the old movies as well, uh, where you know there's a sensitive type yes part to him because he's handling our lady. Anne. I looked it up. Is it's it Anne? Anne. Yeah, I would have never remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we don't really have that. We kind of have a moment of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that you know he's got heart. Right. Um, but. Eh, for the most part, he was just out there just killing helicopters yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and these dinosaur things that have skulls for its head. It, yeah. was, it was weird. It was weird. It was weird. It was a weird movie. Uh, very weird. <laughs> uh, probably my biggest thing with uh, my biggest issue was the Samuel L. Jackson character just because it was so dumb and implausible and unbelievable. Yeah. Like it just didn't make any sense. No. Um, uh, but I am psyched about kong versus godzilla down the road because that'll be cool like both movies got Who's gonna be the good guy bad guy i don't know what they're gonna do with that didn't they do this Didn't they try this they decades did it. ago yes decades ago and i'm a big godzilla fan uh they did and it's a cool movie and there's a lot of debate over who won because you see king kong like swimming off they both fall into the ocean and king kong swims off at the very end so it kind of seems like king kong won um but then you hear Godzilla like. Uh, anyways, I'm really sounds curious very to, anticlimactic. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, uh, <laughs> but Godzilla should beat him. I'm just going to throw that out there. If you look at their strengths and weaknesses and stuff, Godzilla should beat him. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know what they're going to do because you know in the in the Godzilla movie that they just made that's going to tie into this, they made him the good guy. And they did kind of make King Kong a good guy. Mm-hmm. And they've both, throughout their histories, have both been good guys and bad guys, depending on the movie. Mm-hmm. They've both switched off, depending on what movie it is. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. Well, anyway, it's out there. I mean, look, it's, it's, <laughs> I put it on really on par with a lot of the movies I saw last year. I gave it about a five. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah, there was, there was good. It is bad. what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, if I could have just fast forward through all the human stuff and just got to the king kong fighting big monster stuff i would have yeah. liked it a lot more I, mean, like, I hated a lot of the movies last year this one was fine yeah so the, yeah fine you know whatever yeah it's it, it is what it is uh the other movie i want to talk about is uh, the lost city of z yeah uh, you know you were gonna go see this and I then kind of didn't work out so yep. you didn't see it right? i didn't end up okay. seeing it. i've been really wanting to okay uh lost city of z is based on a true story it's uh starring tom hiddleston wait no charlie hunnam charlie hunnam uh, Robert Pattinson, Scott Sienna Miller, and uh, Tom Holland's actually in it too. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah. The story is, uh, it's a, uh, I'll just read what IMDb has to make it quick. It's a true life drama centering on British explorer, Colonel Percival Fawcett, who disappeared while searching for a mysterious city in the Amazon in the 1920s. Uh, that's pretty much correct. He goes back and forth to the Amazon multiple times. So, you know, it's several trips back and forth in there and, I mean, we can just imagine if you're traveling through the Amazon in the 1920s that it's pretty extreme living conditions. Yeah. Um, pretty outrageous characters that you run across and probably pretty, you know, scary uh, situations that you're going to be in. And that's basically what it was. 
I thought there were parts of this movie that were, well, let me say this. It's directed by James Gray. He's uh, also known for um, I don't know The Immigrants. <laughs> oh. Not a whole lot, to be honest with you. I saw that, but I had no idea. Yeah, he's directed. only directed like 10 movies. So, yeah, you got The Immigrant. Uh, we Own the Night, looks to be his most popular, which came out in 2007. But honestly, I'm really reaching here. So um, <laughs> it was it was good movie. I really like historical movies, so I thought I would like this more. It was a slow burn, which look, I don't, I, I can, I can take a slow movie. Yeah, I mean, you all know me, man. I'm, I'm probably yeah. better at it than both of you all are. Yeah. Um, but this was just boring <laughs> because it could have been such a, there could have been some really fun stories in here. Yeah. And it was just the pacing never picked up for me. That sucks. And uh, you know, you were saying that it was getting a lot of buzz when it came out. Yeah. And I, I guess I can kind of see that, or I, I certainly appreciate what they're trying to tell me. Uh, in the end, I, I thought it was just an okay movie. I, I guess I was disappointed because because you had said it was picking up steam. Way to go, Brandon. Yeah, Here sorry, I am. my bad. I always my give Char- Charlie Hunnam a hard time. Yeah. Um, which, you know, he was fine. There I was, was wondering, they say it's his best performance. Well, I mean, yeah, because it caters to him talking like this because everything <laughs> else is kind of cool and slow. <laughs> You know, I mean, he, he was okay. And there's just one scene where he's trying to get all excited and get people like cheering loud and whatever. And I'm like, stop, just stop. Really? You just quit where you're at, bro. <laughs> uh, That's disappointing to hear. He just doesn't have much range. He just doesn't. <laughs> I'm still going to see it. That he's going to look at, right, Rach? He's good to look at, right? Rach is putting her makeup on. Yeah. No, he, I like Charlie Hunt. Do I think he's a great actor? No, but I like him. Um, <laughs> I do think that he has a limited range. And I'm okay with that. But I, I want to see this movie still, but I am disappointed to hear that. I would say still see it. It's 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 uh it's like it's right in the middle of a lot of the movies I've seen this okay. year. It's not in my top ten. Um So you'd say disappointing but not bad? Yeah, it's like six ish to okay. me. Okay. You know, and again, it, it it's still better than a lot of the shit I saw last right. year. Yeah. Uh so and and I appreciate the story they're trying to tell. Yeah. Um, just know it's going to be a little bit slow. Okay, that's good to know. That's actually really good to know going in because I did not know that. I thought it, I thought it might have a little bit more action. Than I thought it might be a little Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. Nope. <laughs> good to know. That's good to know. I will be seeing that. I want to talk about you know you talk about how this year compared to last year. And I agree, especially the last couple of weeks have been awesome between Spider-Man oh, Homecoming yes. uh, and Baby Driver, which was awesome. Which we are going to review at some point. Yeah, we will. But then I saw this other movie in the last couple of weeks, which would be up there in my top five of the year, The Beguiled, which, um, in case you don't know it, it's basically the description is, at a girls' school in Virginia during the Civil War, where the young women have been sheltered from the outside world, a wounded Union soldier is taken in. Soon the house is taken over with sexual tension, rivalries, and an unexpected turn of events. I thought this movie was awesome. It's kind of a slow burn, but it's an entertaining slow burn. You're never bored with it. The, it's a very simple story. I, I thought it might be a com- comedy the way you were kind of telling it, but it's oh, just it's drama. No, it's a drama. It's a okay. straight drama. It's it's a tense, it's a tense drama. Uh, Colin Farrell plays the soldier, and he's great. And he's the only dude in this movie. And then you got uh, Nicole Kidman. Who I you think got, has become an excellent actress. Yeah, she has. Maybe she always has been, and I just was like, eh. But, yeah, but she's been so good. She has been. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Elle Fanning, and those kind of represent kind of like the three different age segments of of women here. And then you got younger women, uh, girls, basically in it. But you will especially love this because 
Um, just like the cinematography, the art direction, just the way the movie looks and is filmed. Oh, it's is, Sofia Coppola. Did yeah, you say yeah, that? I didn't even say that yet. No, it's Sofia Coppola. Man, I haven't seen her do a film, I feel like, in a, in a while. Dude, you got to go see it. I don't know how much longer it's going to be at movie theaters because it's not making a ton of money. I know it's still playing right now, so you got to see it while you can, especially you're, you're going to want to see it at the movie theater. Um I don't know what you're doing after this, but it's you should go see o'clock. the guy. It's on an hour and Dude, 20 you sh- minutes. you should go see it because I want to hear what you think of it. Right. It's not a lot happens. It's a it's a small, simple story, but it's the drama is great. It looks really great. And uh, the acting, I loved it. And and it's really tense for what it is. So I highly recommend The Beguiled. Oh, cool. You got you had me at Civil War, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot <laughs> you're a big Civil War guy. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about was a show. Which I did watch uh, Jerry Maguire. This, oh, you did? Nice. Nice. Uh, a show that I, I have hesitated watching. It got all kinds of buzz, all kinds of hype, and I just resisted, resisted, but I finally watched it with Misty, and I'm glad I did. I really like it. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about the Hulu show, The Handmaid's Tale. Um, have you watched this? No, with no Alyssa- I haven't. I've, I've, I've heard of it, and I've, that's it. Uh, critics <laughs> were going crazy for it. It didn't look that interesting to me, and I wasn't really that fascinated by the premise. Um, and it's got Elizabeth Moss. She's the main character from uh, Mad no, Men. That's okay. Yes, that's right, I, which I really like Elizabeth Moss. Yes. Um, and it looked like a period piece, and it is, but it isn't. It actually takes place in the in the near future. And basically what's happened is uh, with the changes in the world, nobody really knows why, but people can't have babies anymore. There's just a select few women who can actually still have babies, and they're basically captured by this kind of new America, the leaders of the new America, whatever. Like children of men. Yeah, a lot of ways there is similarities, for sure. Absolutely. Actually, uh, I read one reviewer mentioned children of men when talking about it. So basically they're kind of like captured, and there's – I don't want to spoil it, but – So it's dystopian future, but uh, the the – the poster, she looks like a cross between a pilgrim and then one of the characters in um, the village. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's a good way of saying it. But and that's why it was another because I'm not. I know you you like period pieces, but I'm not big on them. Uh-huh. And so that's why I was really hesitant because it looked like that. Um, but it does take place in the future. But basically, these these new commanders, um, they want a simple life. They want kind of things to be, you know, uh, they want the wholesome family values. So they kind of go back to to that time era they live that way so they have these handmaids dressed like this they don't wear makeup or anything like that which kind of sucks uh <laughs> <laughs> elizabeth moss is, moss is perfect for that yeah yeah <laughs> and so um basically they these men are married but they have sex with these handmaids to try to get pregnant for their future and so these women are basically slaves and you know, the story goes a bunch of different ways. I thought it might be boring. I thought it might be slow. Um, but it's a really fascinating show. And I actually I really highly recommend it. And I didn't even want to watch the show. But I I say it's it's definitely worth a watch. Cool. All right. So that is The Handmaid's Tale. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. I know I've already said it, but you've got to go out and watch Spider-Man Homecoming. It's that good. And if you can squeeze it in with like four or five other movies as well. because. Yeah. I think you got to go see Baby Driver. You have Look, to. Planet of the Apes is coming out this I weekend. Know. Dunkirk is uh, coming out soon. Dunkirk is my number one or two anticipated movie this yes. year. The Dark Tower I mean, is coming out. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just pumped about a lot I of was, these movies. I was pumped about that until I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, no. I will say I was a little disappointed by the trailer. Yeah. I'm pumped because it's Stephen King, and it's Idris Elba yeah. and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be amazing. I will admit I was slightly disappointed, but still excited. It's the way he the loads his gun unrealistically. Can throw oh, five bullets in the air and catch oh, it. Oh yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get that far in the trailer? No, I did. Okay. I did actually. Because um, if not, it didn't happen. I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be excused because I think that's kind of like a, a different portal fantasy type world. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Um, but anyways, lots of good movies out. Did you read the books? I did not, and I've I've read a lot of Stephen King actually, okay. but I have not read the Dark Tower okay. series. So thank you so much for listening. Be sure to listen next week when we're going to be reviewing either Baby Driver or Planet of the Apes. Either way, it's going to be an awesome show. Thank you so much for listening to Pulp Fiction.